In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Let the Holy Spirit guide our time of reflection. It increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the Sacrament. Amen. Are you feeling little? Because both our first reading and our Gospel this weekend involve little things. In the passage we'll hear at Mass from the Book of Wisdom, the whole universe before the Lord is compared to little things, a grain on a scale or a drop of morning dew. Yet even in this greatness of God's immensity, he loves all things that are and has mercy on all. In fact, the word all appears five times in the passage. The last seven weeks, we've been hearing from St. Paul's letters to Timothy. But now, even though we'll stick with St. Paul, we'll hear a passage from Paul's second letter to the Thessalonians. Paul is writing to the Thessalonians because they have a misguided understanding of the resurrection of the dead. They were asking, hey, is Jesus coming back or what? Did we miss it? As was often the case with Paul, it appears that after he taught the people of Thessalonica, he left town, and then some new teachers arrived on the scene who taught something other than what Paul had taught. By writing, St. Paul is setting out to correct their erroneous thinking. As you'll hear at Mass, he writes, We ask you, brothers and sisters, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, not to be shaken out of your mind suddenly, or to be alarmed, either by a spirit, or by an oral statement, or by a letter allegedly from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord is at hand. The translational here at Mass of the reading's final phrase doesn't quite capture what the Thessalonians believed. You'll hear, to the effect that the day of the Lord is at hand, but a better way of saying this would be that the day of the Lord has come, or the day of the Lord has been made present. You see, some of these Thessalonians apparently believed that Jesus had already come back, and they missed out, like showing up late for a birthday party and wondering if everyone already ate the birthday cake. Paul wants to assure them that this is not the case. As I mentioned, we're talking about something little in our gospel this weekend. In this 19th chapter of Luke, we meet the character of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is described as a chief tax collector, a word that doesn't appear elsewhere in the New Testament or any other piece of Greek literature at the time, for that matter. While we're not entirely sure what being a chief tax collector entailed, he was likely someone like this. The Romans auctioned off the ability to collect tolls, and then whoever made the best offer would pay the Romans up front. From there, that man would hire out subordinate tax collectors to recoup on his investment. If he ended up bringing in more than what he paid the Romans, he got to pocket the rest, so one can naturally see such a position was prone to major corruption. When Zacchaeus, this chief tax collector, hears that Jesus is intending to pass through Jericho, he wants to see who Jesus is. But because he's short in stature, he runs ahead and climbs a sycamore tree to see him. This is doubly undignified. Grown men at the time didn't run, and they certainly didn't go around town climbing trees. Yet Zacchaeus' unorthodox actions result in an interaction with Jesus, who looks up and says, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. The townspeople see this and begin to grumble, saying, He has gone to stay at the house of a sinner. Then comes a fascinating line with some different possibilities of interpretation. Our translation at Mass reads that Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor. And if I extorted anything from anyone, I shall repay it four times over. The typical reading of this passage is as it's translated. Zacchaeus' experience of meeting Jesus impacts him in such a way that he decides, right then and there, to reform his life and not swindle anymore. But here's the thing. In the original Greek, Zacchaeus is talking with present tense verbs when he speaks to Jesus. So while the typical interpretation could be valid, 
it could also be valid to translate the sentence as something like this. Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I am giving to the poor. And if I extorted anything from anyone, I am repaying it four times over. Read in this way, Zacchaeus is actually shown to be a character who, from the townspeople, had received the label of a great sinner, but on the inside is actually already a man of upstanding character. It all comes down to what purpose you believe St. Luke has in telling this story. Does he mean it as a story of conversion or a story of vindication? Either way, Jesus says that today salvation has come to the house of Zacchaeus because of his charity. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this 31st Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year C. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.